Guten Tag, Vankas. Yeah, c'est moi, it's me, producer Jenny. I know, long time no talk. I am here to introduce our first ever bonus episode. Don't say we don't do anything for you. Look at this, look at this, spoiling you. We have two awesome interviews for you. First up is Who, What, Where fashion editor, Eliza Huber. That's right. The boys talk to Eliza about all things F1 fashion. So buckle up. It's a fun ride. And I will catch you back at the mid-roll. Afitas and Vankas. Enjoy. What's up, Vanka? Hello, Vanka. How is everybody doing from their Miami cocaine, cocaina hangover? Yeah, how are that you doing? So are you okay? Weird. I need help. Is everybody good? Everybody good? Yeah. They're off week. You, all, you okay out there? Are you feeling sexy? Are you looking sexy? Because listen, if you're not looking sexy, and you're not feeling sexy because you're not looking sexy. It's a, it's a weird symbiotic relationship. Like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? We don't know. But we have a fashion expert on the podcast today to help us sort through both fashion, but mostly the fashion in and around Formula One, especially what was happening in Miami. We have Eliza Huber on the podcast today. She's a fashion editor at Who, What, Where?, she was previously at Refinery29. Now she's at Who, What, Where? And she's a fucking expert in fashion. She listens to the podcast. And we have her on the pod today to help us navigate this world of Formula One fashion. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. And she loves F1. I do love And she F1. loves F1. Well, she listens to the podcast, which you have to love F1 to put up with our bullshit. I actually yeah, listen true. to the podcast, but I hate F1. I just want to <laughs> listen to you guys. <laughs> that's what we, that's I'll, what we buy really I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Thank you for, for coming on the pod today, Eliza. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. First, uh, my, a question that we ask kind of everyone in this new space of Americans getting into Formula One is like, how did you kind of like come upon the sport? What was your entryway in? And how, in terms of fashion, like, like were you into the sport and then you looked and you're like, oh, none of these guys know how to dress? Or you're like, these guys <laughs> fucking know how to dress. Like, where, where how, do you, how do you see it? How did you come into it? What's your, what's your story? Well, I had a couple of friends that were into Formula One. Uh, I started watching in like 2018 and they would just like watch races on Sundays. And so we started to make a thing of it and I would just join them and like whatever we would do, we would go and meet up and watch. Um, and because I have an obsessive personality, I became obsessed with it pretty quickly. And then I watched Drive to Survive. So I watched like my first season and then I watched the show, which I already was obsessed. And then I became obviously more obsessed because like knowing all the drivers and stuff is like you want to know everything about them and the sport. You're a real veteran then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, I mean, to (laughs) us, starting watching before Drive to Survive is like, wow, like you're an elder statesman of Formula One. It had already come out, though. So it was like... The sport was becoming more popular and people would like talk about it. But I was like, I don't know what this show is. And then then I was like watching just races. And then I started watching the show after the season ended. And I was like, I'm bored now. I need my fix. Gotcha. gotcha. Boomer. 
Um, yeah. So, so what was your initial? What were your initial impressions of all things fashion? I mean, obviously, Lewis is like the one with style. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I mean, like in my job, Lewis is the one that I get press releases for, like what he's wearing. People talk about it all the time. He'll be at fashion events and stuff. At least like two years ago. Now they're all trying to be like fashion boys. Like, really? They're trying to make that happen? Yes. Like they're all getting their own little style Instagram accounts. Lando has his own. And when I saw that, I was shocked. I mean, like Lando of all people, he's wearing like, he's like a child to me. Like you think about him on Twitch and like, dressed up like him and Charles, like dressed up as bananas and shit with their bandanas on like sitting in their home on twitch during covid and like now he has his own fashion instagram account like where someone ids every single thing that he wears like as part of their side hustle or something um but is that him doing it no 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 it's like a super fan no but like i just think it's funny because it's like all of a sudden they're like little fashion influencers like right people, people are trying to make fetch happen with, um, yeah. with other drivers and yeah cash. <laughs> literally <laughs> just like now they're all kind of doing it like you'll see them at these glitzy events like wearing tuxedos and you're like okay random or like like the ferrari boys are sitting front row at like the ferrari fashion show and they're like getting photographed with all these front row like models and buyers and all this stuff <laughs> And so that's kind of getting into it. And then, like, style-wise, I was kind of shocked by all of their looks. Like, other than Lewis, how bad, maybe? (laughs) The track walk looks. Like, the skinny jean to Formula One pipeline is, like... In general or, like, at Miami? In general, but in Miami... In general, yeah. It showed. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Let, all right. Let's let's start. Let's start with Miami. Okay. You want to start with Miami? Let's go through Miami. Yeah. Let's. I think and let's get we'll, into Miami. Let's get specific. Yes. And then we will. We will. We will talk about the state of play of yep. fashion in general. And then and then maybe maybe we'll ask you just general questions about fashion. I mean, for the fans, because I, you know, I have a you know my fit is <laughs> my fit is right. Honestly. Yeah. Clearly. Um, whoa, whoa! <laughs> that wasn't sarcastic. Full, yeah. Full stop. We're in a we're in a we're in a green t-shirt today. Um, I wore my I wore my kind of fashion kind of lit like kind of oversized. With I my, was my seriously Jewish thinking star like chain. I was like I was thinking like should I try for this Zoom? <laughs> and I was like, if I tr- I shouldn't even try honestly because then then when I when when it doesn't go well. I'll be like, and I tried. <laughs> and you, yeah, right. If you if you don't try, you don't get to you, you don't feel the full blow. That's how I approach relationships too. So. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I we I'm gonna do a little screen share and because I have a little slideshow of the different the different drivers. So um, what we got first? What we got first? So we start with Joe. Yes. Love him. Joe is coming hard. <laughs> yes. For that number one spot, he wants to be Lewis. You can tell, right? He, like, is the child of Prada. Like, this guy only wears Prada. He's so loyal. 
why? What does that mean? Yeah, where, what is, where does Prada rank within the, like... I mean, it's, Prada's, it's like, number one. It's number one. Like... What do you mean? What at you mean? at least right now, like, one? if we're talking about the last, like, two seasons, Prada is the brand to, like, beat. Okay, but, but, okay, so how, did, how, did they, how does that... How do they determine that, like... Do they give like world constructors points and Prada has the most points? It's like the most viral. How do they like, figure that out? It's the one that everybody wants to wear. Right. Like everybody, it's same with Miu Miu, but Miu Miu and Prada are, they have the same creative director. So that's kind of why. But like, it's so the one that's the on every cover. Uh-huh. Miu Chia Prada and Raph Simmons, they're like co-creative directors at Prada. And... Like, everything they make is viral. If you've seen, like, a lot of big leather jackets and, like, little mini skirts, that's all Prada. That's Prada-inspired. I feel like the, the new New York look yeah. is the kind of, like, leather jacket with, yeah, like, the leather, like, blazer. Mm-hmm. That's, like, feels like it's, it's, it's very 90s. It's very almost, like, Friends vibes. It's, like, it's kind of, like... Yeah. Is that what you're... Is that, yeah, well, I, like, the, yeah. the leather blazer was, like... <laughs> maybe really really hit its peak like a year ago this is like the new it's like oversized leather moto jackets kind of look and it's replacing the leather blazer and it's all prada like well what's it yeah it's interesting because it's like (laughs) you're at the cutting edge right but like i'm seeing people a year later yeah it's 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 that scene in, in the devil wears prada where she's like that's not actually, it's actually not blue, it's actually serene. Yeah. <laughs> and what you don't know is that, I think it was, um, yeah, uh, Versace that in 2006 did a whole line of serene. So what you don't know, you thought that you were being countercultured, was picked out of a pile, out of a pile of junk. It all comes back <laughs> to me. It all comes back to me, Miranda Priestley. Yes. Brian, so, you're gonna hurt yourself. Don't try to talk to her about that. <laughs> so, so I guess so. Joe wearing Prada is that like? I guess it's. It, it's not him wearing Prada though. The big thing okay. for me is that he went to the Prada show. So, okay. but I got a question, Eliza. I got a <laughs> Matt question. Matt doesn't want Matt doesn't want Joe to take Matt's yeah, like insulted. Oh, no, he no, hates no, that no, 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 he no. hates that Joe is like coming no, for Louis' no, spy thinks no, that he's not no, worthy. No, no, and no, and he no, and he just doesn't no, like no, it. And no, he thinks that no, Joe no. is just fashionable. He's that he is like he's like he's uh, he's not an icon. He's not he just has some he has decent style, but he's not Okay, like, Eliza, Eliza, forward. Eliza, Eliza, Eliza. I, I would have a swap. question. Eliza, Eliza, I have a question. Yes. Okay. Swap. This is this is what people said that like what, that you what? interrupt people. This no, I didn't. That. I didn't even know it, she was speaking. It's, it's you saying she... Eliza, 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 Eliza. That that makes people that makes people cringe in, in inside. So just I'm know sorry. that. And and sorry. you know what? And you know what, Matt? Be better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm ready. I'm ready. Eliza, do you forgive me? I do. Okay. I'm sorry. And say everybody your, listening. Say your ask your uninformed question. Here's my question. So now you you told me Prada's number one. Mm-hmm. Great. You I get I get uh, my uh, long lost relative dies. Okay, that they leave me millions of dollars. So now okay. all I know. Okay, that's sick, right? Yeah. So now I just go to the pr- <laughs> I go to the Prada store. And what I do you buy, buy all the Prada stuff. Now all of a sudden I'm. 
that's all it takes to be fashionable is just to fucking I just now now I can be Joe, right? No, I mean, that what, what is do you mean? a good what do you argument. Mean? That's a good that, argument because well, he is her, just wearing respond, Prada, but it does depend like one. I don't know if he has a stylist that might be a, a part of the case or he might have a brand deal with Prada. That's like another thing that's kind of common. Like you see like Hailey Bieber only wears St. Laurent because she has a brand deal with them or like I'm trying to think of guys. I can't think of any, but like. Sophie Turner only wears Louis Vuitton because she has a Louis Vuitton contract. Mm-hmm. The Queen in the North, as some know. Right, 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 um, right. So things like that, then he might have some... If he's going to sit front row at Prada, he could very well have something going on with Prada, which is why he's wearing it, and then he's, like, getting sent stuff or whatever it is. If not, you're right, but he's not going in and buying every single thing. Like, he's probably selecting the things that he likes from each collection, like right when they come out, which is kind of so, common. So is this like, uh, is this stuff that he's, if the, you know, he's wearing this like kind of like baggy leather, almost like looks like a, like a work, work material. looks mm-hmm. like you would like pack like hay or, 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 <laughs> or, or some type of grain in his shirt. And then he's got like the leather pants. Is that something that's like, that's, you could buy that on the rack right now, or this is like kind of exclusive access kind of shit. I mean, I don't know exactly what collection this is from, but mm-hmm. you can't really, I mean, off the rack, it's like Prada, you're not going to find it at that many places. He's like, okay. you know. This is like, exclusive. Yeah. I guess my question is, is it, isn't it maybe more of a, maybe more of a fashion statement to be like balling on a budget? To be like, make it shit I don't work. think so. Not in this case. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like it almost makes me upset that so many of them do seem that way when it's like you're making 40 million dollars a year like you're flying private and you're still wearing like the same skinny jeans you wore two weeks ago that i can see the outline of your phone in your front pocket because it's faded from how much like how tight <laughs> they are compared to your pocket like no like Buy pants that fit you, that, like, are nice. You have so much money. Like, use it. I'm here for it. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. you hate Joe? Is that, is that, the, is that, the, is that the verdict? <laughs> hate? Don't hate come Joe. at me. I love him. I feel like he has, like, a, a vibe about him. Like, you, you can tell he's, like, confident in what he's wearing. Whereas, like, that's a good way to tell the difference is, like, you know, some people look... Like, they'll be wearing a designer thing, and they just, like, look uncomfortable in it. Like, they, right. they can't – they're not coming through in it. It's, like, yeah. wearing them. He rocks it. He's, like, vibing in these sunglasses. And he's always wearing – like, I feel like you find a brand that fits you and, like, looks good on you and you like it. Then, like, it's easier to just keep wearing it rather than, like – also, he did wear Tom Brown, which is, like, fun. Wait, what's up? What's who's Tom? What's who's Tom Brown? What's Tom, Tom Brown? Tom Brown is like a New York based okay, cool. brand that I saw him wearing this like cute little blazer. They, it's all like uniform aesthetic, like school uniform looking. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think Matt, why you don't like him is that you think of him as like a Latifi driving yes, a Mercedes. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're like he has access to the best car. And he doesn't really like, but he's like not a top driver, but like, and it's also more nuanced than that. It's also more nuanced than that. Yeah. That's what you are. Nuanced left and right. 
Yes, thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that, Brian. Um, <laughs> he is also he also got his spot in F1 because he represents Chinese sponsorship and Chinese money. So he represents a right. lot of money and a huge market. Right. And I'm like, it just feels like it's being thrown in my face that he's like he he's just that he's money. Hip. Yeah. That he's no that he's that he's not necessarily he doesn't necessarily deserve to be there. Right. He hasn't proven himself. A lot himself. of them have that. Also, like Checo comes with money. Right. Like, yeah, but Checo's proven himself. Yeah, but I mean, right. he ha- Checo has like a good car now. He's been in F one forever. Like. Right. This guy has had one season. Give him, and give he him hasn't a little proven bit of a, himself. A chance. So so Matt's mad that he's stunt he, that he's that he's coming in hot. He's coming in hot. That he hasn't like earned the right to be a fashion icon yet. Okay, let's get off of Joe. We could stay on Joe for a very long time. Let's talk about Pierre Gasly. Okay. Love Pierre. Okay, you love Pierre, but do you love what he wears? Okay. (laughs) I this is like I don't know how popular this is gonna be. But I feel like Pierre has had the best like fashion glow up. Hmm. It, I w- okay, so at the gym, I watch Drive to Survive, like, old episodes because it pumps you up, you know? Like, <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. of course. Like, right, you need right, something, right. the music's good, you know, the one-liners, they, like, mm. get you going. So I'm right. re-watching, I just watched season one, and I'm re-watching season two. And the episode, the, like, Great Expectations episode, the one where it's, like, he first gets his seat at Rebel. Mm-hmm. Oh. His clothes, like, he's wearing, like, that Gucci t-shirt that, like, looks fake. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) It's just, like, a printed, it looks like a Gildan t-shirt or something. It's just, like, whatever. With, like, black, super tight, ripped, skinny jeans. And, like, he just looks like, he has his little blonde hair. You know, he used to have highlights. And, like, I don't know, he just, like, looks uncomfortable in his own skin, <laughs> which makes sense because right. he was definitely uncomfortable in his life at the time, mm-hmm. given how evil <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. people are on that team. Right. And then, like, now you look at his Instagram and he's kind of, like, embraced his inner French boy. Like, you know, French people are supposed to have good style. That's, like, their whole thing is right. they all, like, know how to dress and you were saying, je ne sais quoi. Like, they, it's easy for them to look effortless and cool. And I right. feel like he's yeah. getting into it more now. Like, the backwards hat, even when he's wearing his Alpha Tauri stuff, he still looks like him. Like, he has his little mm-hmm. touches, his little cute sunglasses. Like, even in this outfit, he's, like, feeling Miami. He's feeling himself. You can tell. Look, right. how, look how happy he is. <laughs> I, 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 I guess that brings us to a natural next question. Yes. Um, I am the head of Alpha Tauri, Eliza. Yes. And I say, I am giving you a life, a year-long supply of Alpha Tauri clothing. <laughs> Did you get your shirt yet? Which one of you got the shirt? I got the shirt. I got Matt the shirt. Has a shirt. I got Matt's the shirt. Got I got the shirt. Um, it nice? It's sick. It's sick. It's, it's so sick. It's, it's got. It's pretty sick. It's got a. I, I would send you a picture of me wearing it, but it would it would it, 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 you'd be like he's he it's he's it's a thirst trap. Why is he wearing a thirst <laughs> trap? Because I look so freaking hot in it. 
So it's got like a literal zip up instead of it's got a zip up instead of a button where the buttons are in the polo, which is just so fucking crazy. But anyway, uh, what do we think of Alpha Tauri as a fashion brand? I don't have any thoughts, really. You have I, no I, thoughts on the. I wait, honestly wait. This is so below her pay grade, dude. This you is have like, no like, thoughts on I, the one fashion <laughs> brand in F1. There's okay. a there's an actual fashion brand that true. sponsors Ferrari? a team. Ferrari, yeah, Ferrari has a Ferrari fashion has a brand. Fucking, they have a store on Rodeo Drive. They have a fucking they have a, they have a store on Rodeo Drive. They, I like, went in. Show at yeah, Milan Fashion Week. It's like a whole thing. Oh, okay. All right, but but Alpha Tower is Alpha Tower is not showing during Milan Fashion Week. Yet, yet. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's like performance gear, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't see them wearing. The only one that I think of wearing Alpha Tower is Max. And, like, I don't think of Pierre wearing Alpha Tower. Right. Max loves Yuki to wear Alpha Tower. But, but I think Yuki kind of rocks the Alpha Tower. Yeah. We can, get to, we, can, we can start talking a little bit about Yuki. Um, he's such a cutie. I think that he's like, he's okay. I have a question. I have a general question about you know men's fashion. Period. The <laughs> oversize. I think the, the 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 main mistake that I see the boys of Formula One doing is they wear skin tight everything. Everything yes. is skin is completely skin tight, and I feel like the being fashionable <laughs> as a man is just wearing like huge things that are just like two sizes too big yeah right that's now. like yeah. that's <laughs> like that's the thing that is the that is the move and i've embraced that and <laughs> it, and now i get compliments on the things that i wear people are like yeah i like what you're wearing i love that outfit i love blah 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 and now everything that and it, it, it's 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 a little tough because I've, I'm a bigger boy than I used to be. So when you got to order the double XL, you're like, "What's <laughs> happening to my life?" <laughs> but then you get it, and you're like, "This is dope." Yeah. Like, this, There's also this like some great. brands that will do that, like automatically. Right, right, right. So I feel like Yuki's kind of embraced the oversized shirt. He's embraced the like when he rocks the Alpha Tower, he's rocking that like oversized shirt. I feel like I've seen Pierre start to embrace a bit of the oversized thing, whereas a lot of these a lot of these guys are still stuck in like skinny jeans and skin tight shirts, and it's like what's happening? It's like so tight, like all yeah. of them, and I'm like, doesn't this hurt you? Like you you should have good circulation in your car, like if you want to be able to feel <laughs> your legs for two hours while you're driving. <laughs> But right. you wouldn't know that because the day before they wore their pants like six sizes too small. But Eliza, how can everyone tell that they're ripped and skinny and hot? Well, just wear a belly top. They can just wear their little McLaren belly tops. But okay, let's you know what? Let's let's get right into that. Let's talk okay. about the oh, belly tops. James Corden a little bit is like cringy, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, for sure. Um, what do we think I mean, about this look? What's your first? I mean, you see this. What's your first thought? <laughs> I mean, okay. So I made this on my Instagram, but the vibe is like the Mew Mew vibe. Like I was saying oh. before, Prada and Mew Mew. So like okay. their recent collections have all been like low rise with the underwear showing like logo underwear and a belly top. Wow, you're, you're actually taking this seriously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there, there's, there's more than meets the eye with this thing. Yes, but also. So you think, so you think James Corden was like, we're going for the Mew Mew look here? 
<laughs> I would not be surprised. This, and okay. it's all very like Y2K, which is like very trendy right now with the butterflies and like all right. of the kitschy like little patches. Mm-hmm. But oh. I will say my first thought was the black skinny jeans because they remind me of the ones that I wore in like the sixth grade from Zoomies. Did you guys shop at Zoomies? Never shopped at Zoomies. Never shopped at Zoomies. Where are you okay. from, Eliza? I'm from Chicago. That's probably why. We're, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're New York kids. Okay, so this is like a mall brand for skaters. But the okay. pants were, were really small. Like when you picked up the pants, the little yeah. legs were like this big. You can't see, but very small. There were some kids that we went to high school with who were like kind of the first of the skinny jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was... And and there was like oh there was like God. a referendum. There was like a fight. I mean, people. Someone were like, started. Someone started a Facebook group called like Skinny Jeans or Skinny Jeans or Lame. Yeah. And there was a rumble. In the there was park. like they literally like they this, had a fight. This, like fratty kind of like look. He was a hockey bro. player. Oh hockey, yeah, 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 yeah. Future hockey player, um, got into a fight with this like. You know, little grungy New York hipster kid in the in, in fucking. We Central didn't even Park. know what hipsters were back then. We were like, right, right, kids that like smoke cigarettes, smoke cigarettes, like fucking talk about literature and fucking <laughs> write poetry and have skinny jeans. And then right. I went to college and I was like, oh, they're hips. They were hipsters. They were these proto hipsters. <laughs> they were hipsters, yeah. So, 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 you, so is this Zoomies like a hot topic? Uh, yeah, but it was okay. more like for skateboarders. Like, they oh, okay. sold skateboards. It was like a uh, between PacSun and Hot Topic. Were you a skater? Were you like a little Avril Lavigne girl? Uh, yeah. I like, I hung out with a lot of <laughs> skaters. I d- could not skate. Right, right. <laughs> I don't have very just, much you, coordination. You were kind of, you were kind of jogging behind them. Got yeah, it. like, I would, I would do all the videotaping on my little digital <laughs> camera at the skate park. <laughs> uh. The uh, local skate park. So Sick. it feels like Daniel Ricardo's still a little bit in that world of like yes. that's like still his like that's his definition of cool is still that vibe. He's I in think. the like LA skater vibe right. for sure. With his like yeah. rude clothes. So what's your thought on like, you know, when you see the black skinny jeans, like is it an immediate cringe? Is it an immediate like no? Or is it like there's something to that? No, I think skinny jeans are like Yeah wrong. done. done. Yeah. yeah. I just like I really like like a 501 jean. Like Yes. They've been around for so long. Obviously they're they're good. You just like uh-huh. trust in them. I used to rock the 513s, the like slim s- skinny slim like whatever cuz I got thick thick legs and the skinny yeah. jeans would never work for me. So I was trying to be like trying to be like the cool kids and now I'm like, "Wait, I can just wear a pants that like that's I straight. don't have to yeah. feel like I'm suffocating in." Yeah. yeah. That is an amazing that's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Like, you can sit um, down in them, and it's, like, comfortable. So you like the flared bottom of a, of a pants? Well, like a straight. Like a nice okay. straight leg. I like the low rise. Definitely not, definitely <laughs> not this. <laughs> no way. Definitely, so we're, we're, I mean, that is, a, that is a sickly child right there. We're looking at Esteban Ocon. Sorry, we're looking at Esteban Ocon for the audio. There's looking at Esteban Ocon. This, I don't know what's, but the, his legs look like they are as... They are t- absolute twins. Oh, it's like yeah. scary. Yeah, he's so he's Slenderman. He's fucking Slenderman. <laughs> he's he's sl- fully he's fully fingers. Slenderman. 
He's giving like he's giving like dad on vacation, like his first vacation. Like he's <laughs> like I'm here with the kids, first time I'm on vacation. It's just like yeah. I, I'm afraid he's gonna fall over. Can we just talk about skinny jeans? Is that just a Euro thing? I Are think it's stuck? like a European thing. If you have legs that skinny, what do you you can wear relaxed fit jeans still? I mean, yeah, they they could be a little tapered, but like uh-huh. not so skinny. Okay. I feel like the skinny guys look better in the like oversized clothing. Yeah. It, like drapes on them better. It's like it's like it's when it can actually like drape off of you, then it's like it, it it's fucking it, it rocks it. And it's also the combination of the skinny jeans and they all wear like big Puma. Yeah. Or, or I don't not all Puma, but like big sneakers and then yeah. like their big polo shirt. And right. so then it's like right. big and then they have these tiny legs like hanging out of the <laughs> right right i think if like if the proportions were better it would like make more sense also there's a thing where it's like i think a lot of um the drivers they're like kind of they're top heavy because mm-hmm. that's where they it's like their core has to be so strong i watched this thing it was lewis and he was talking to valentino Ros- uh, rossi mm-hmm. who's the, the like the best of the the motorcycle of the motocross um, also like a complete legend. They, they like, you know, Rossi went on, drove the Mercedes car and, um, you know, Lewis rode his, his motorcycle and they were saying like, you know, Valentino Rossi's really, his legs are beefy because you've got to like, that's where you're, right. you have to like lean on them and you have to have the strong legs. And then like Lewis's upper body, he was bulky up top and not as strong, uh, like, you know on his legs so they've got these these skinny legs which only looks way skinnier sickly legs (laughs) you couldn't like work out your legs a ton because they're being like shoved into a tiny compartment exactly so uh, let's get a little bit to daniel in the in his miami fit he's wearing these corduroy brown pants this kind of tan with hints of red kind of uh silk silk shirt Everything's oversized. I like um, this. But, yeah, you, you, you vibe? Yeah, this is much, like, see the proportions look nice together. Like, right. he looks great. I mean, I love that he always wears Vans. That's, like, different than everyone else. And I feel like that, mm-hmm. like, is his little point of, like, putting his style in. Right. And he, like, is a fashion boy. Like, it, the thing, the difference between, like, him and... Lewis is like Lewis is very established in fashion and has like his own unique point of view and like attends a lot of things and knows a lot of people and works with brands and stuff like that. He right, has like a right. stylist that he works with who's like yeah. the best voted the best stylist in Hollywood. Like Gotcha. But like he's he's in there. Yeah. But like Daniel has his own thing going too. Like he is in does a lot of magazine interviews and shoots and stuff like he still is in the fashion world so i feel like he has his thing going it's just like not high fashion maybe right it's a little bit more like elevated skater yeah what did you think of um what did you think of uh when they were all posing oh yeah 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 yeah. what was your impression of 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 that move pierre looked good in that shoot I feel like they were making him like a little French boy, and it was cute. I mean, th- watching them in that shoot was like watching a rookie cop, like 
pop in. It was like watching a Red Bull. Ju it was like watching Pierre Gasly get into that Red Bull car, and he just like wasn't ready for the moment. I mean, it's just like when the car. It's like if you're not ready for the moment, then and you're not ready to wear this type of clothing, then it's a wrap. It's like you know, you got to go back to down to Alfatori, work your way up. Look at the that Lewis shoot that he did, where he's like riding on the jet ski shirtless. Yeah. Uh huh. And you're like. Who is this man? <laughs> like God status. Okay, so within the fashion world, within the fashion world, let's Lewis. Like something we were talking about, like within F one, it's like not even a competition. I mean, it's it's a. It, I mean, he's like he's so far and away. He's lapping everyone again and again and again. In, in the fashion world, like what's his status? Where does he stand? He's he's like high up. Yeah. But he oh, doesn't really? go to that many things. Like, he's very respected, and every brand, I'm sure, wants to dress him and work with him. But he doesn't have that much time. I mean, like, he bought a table at the Met. That's, like, right. something that brands do. Instagram buys right. tables. Like, Louis Vuitton buys tables. And then, like, right. Lewis Hamilton buys a table. Like, that doesn't happen that often. People were all wanting him to show up this year. And he didn't. Like, he was in New York, and then he didn't show up. Why do you think so that is? Yeah, yeah, why, what's... I mean, he was invited, I'm sure. That's, like, yeah. not really... I don't think that, that he wasn't invited. Yeah, probably a but it's just like, invitation. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it takes a lot of preparation. I think last year, it was a bigger deal, because he, like, bought a table and invited all black designers, and it was, like, right. a big moment. And you have to plan that kind of stuff really far out. Like, people plan their outfits and all these different things for, like, the entire year. And the other one was very recently, so he probably was like, I can't right. do it. I, I guess my other question for that, Matt Gella, is I remember thinking, like, he dressed more fantastically, like, when he shows up on a Thursday than he did to the Met Gala. And it made me question, like, why, why are you more fabulous on track than you are at the Met Gala? I think because that look had, like, a meaning to it. Whereas, like, his other stuff is just, like, to look cool, you know? Like, right. So right, what right, was right. the meaning What was the meaning behind that look? I'm pretty, like, it was by Kenneth Nicholson. It was, like, a custom look. So, really, you give a lot of power away to the designer. And, like, right. he was supporting a black designer. And it was, like, this white lace with a cape, sort of. And there's, like, little details in it that are more subtle usually when it comes to the right. Met Not everyone. Some people do like these crazy right. <laughs> over the top things, but this, I'm like, that's what, that's what the common person thinks when they look at pictures of the Met, Met Gala. Well, yeah. Think, oh, it's like Katy Perry dresses subtle, as a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're subtle. The Met Gala, where subtlety reigns. Exactly. <laughs> but like this, that theme wasn't supposed to be like over the top. Right. So like, the, other, the people who still dressed over the top and, like, didn't dress on theme were actually doing it wrong. Right, right, right. I right. feel like nobody hits the theme. Yeah, but nobody the year before, does. like, the theme was camp. Yeah, And that's, yeah, yeah. like, the year where you, where you go fucking, you go crazy. Right. But I also feel like maybe there's an aspect of, of Lewis almost taking it easy, which is that, like, his presence at the Met Gala last year, like, it, in, in certain ways, it wasn't about him. He was like, I bought this tape. Like, I hear, I'm paying this forward. Mm -hmm. So if I'm here in some, like, gaudy, crazy, extravagant thing. It almost, like, casts a shadow about, like, what I'm really here doing, which is trying to lift right, other people up. Right, right. So, which is legendary. 
Yeah, and maybe, like, he'll do something really big next year and, like, come back. But I feel like there's also, like, a mm-hmm. lot going on. I'm sure he's, like, I'm trying to fix this car. <laughs> Please let me fix this car. Totally. So let's 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 talk about his fits at Miami yes. and, and your thoughts. I'm just going to pull up the our screen here. A little shared screen. Okay. So first we have this. We have his little golf outfit that he wore for the uh, for his time with Tom Brady. I love it. It looks sick. Look at those biceps. Like this kind of like polo shirt. It's yeah. doing good things for him. Yeah, he looks great in it. It's it's hugging those biceps tight. It's got this like. 70s look it's got the the green the 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 golf green like the master's green pants yeah he's rocking these like sick fucking sneakers yeah he's wearing off-white sneakers i think are those off-whites yeah oh yeah so i think one of the cool things that he does and he does this he did this at the Met gala and he does it all the time i mean this weekend he supports a lot of black designers i know like in two other he wore daily paper and then he also wore bianca sanders um of so just course. like using an opportunity sort of <laughs> right we're like we're, we're like we don't know we, 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 <laughs> we don't know, know any of this <laughs> daily paper is really cool okay and like affordable and then and, and off-white was um virgil right mm-hmm. who recently passed yes um yeah so we so we, this outfit fire le- legendary then he's rocking. Okay, but like, what do you think about something? Okay, like no, that? I this loved is, this one. You loved. It? Okay, yeah. this is like it's a little bit. T- it's a little tough. He's he's wearing leather, white leather pants, a white <laughs> leather bl- uh, vest with kind of yellow stitching on it. The a- on the back it says, "Is that Hannah? Is that no? Those it says honor, honor, honor. Those yeah. are, okay, okay, okay. I was like, those look like A's though. But um, it says honor with a like a looks like a <laughs> a lion something. A lion or like a leopard little print. So this is, it's, it's a little tough because this picture, it's him on a scooter and he's like wearing a fashion forward outfit, like on an electric it's, scooter, which is always like a on that scooter. I, this scooter is an interesting <laughs> choice that he always is on. <laughs> but this look is like very trendy, I would say. This is trendy. Yeah, like the last one, I mean, I guess like also that like golfing vibe is also kind of mm-hmm. in right now. But this feels like very kind of like Lower East Side trendy at the moment. Like, okay. like there's this brand Bodie who does a lot of stuff like this, like vintage remade pieces with this kind of suiting fit. Um, waistcoats are very in right now. So I feel like what he's wearing fits into like the 2022 okay. vibe. This was the this main, was the I feel like this was, one. this was the main one, the purple yeah. with the vest and the long over like the long pants with a kind of like high belts the patterned black and white, you know, shirt underneath. This was like, and he said, like, I can stand the heat when he yeah. posted about this because it looked like you you're could in not Miami stand and you're wearing heat. that. <laughs> like, That's insane. It's so hot. It's like 100 degrees and you're wearing a turtleneck. So, yeah, you're not not uh, not a 10 out of 10 on this. You this, love this, this one? This, to me, feels very, like, it's off the runway. Very, like, you don't just wear this. Like, I guess this is an event and he's going to like do press. So right. it's the same as like if he went to a movie premiere or something like that. But like this is a lot for just like that walking in the paddock. What is the inspiration for this? What is it looks like? It's Louis Vuitton 
off the right. runway from, let's see, SS-22. And so this was also a Virgil piece. Mm. Um, I mean, the color, these kinds of bright colors are very in right now. You're going to see a lot of like this, we call it like dopamine dressing, just like happy. He's, he's, that's his vibe. I mean, like he loves to kind of emanate like happiness and yeah, why? Dopamine I, dressing, I like I that. I see a lot of fuchsia these days. Yeah, a why lot of fuchsia. Everyone's wearing fuchsia, like Sebastian Stan fuchsia. Like everybody's in fuchsia. Oh my God, did you see the things about the Sebastian Stan look and everyone was like, you showed up at the Met Gala and you just look like Lewis Hamilton on a regular <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't That's come up amazing. with anything better than just what Lewis wears. I saw Sebastian Stan on the street the other day and I was drunk and I kind of like was like, Sebastian Stan! I went to the same, I went to the same. Um, you were like, Fuchsia's in. And he was like. <laughs> Fuchsia's in. I went to the same, say it would be theater camp as him. So I said, stage door manner. <laughs> he was Did like, Did he say Stop. anything? He was, was like, like, okay, man, whatever. I was like, you were great in him and Tommy, dude. You talked to your dick. That was crazy. <laughs> um, Love a celeb sighting. Speaking of the fuchsia, yes. we had Lewis in this kind of all pink, all fuchsia. Yeah. Tell the oversized. I mean, it's just that's the fucking that's the vibe, and Lewis gets. Yeah, it. he's he doing it right. It. Right. He looks great in it. Yeah. I love this look. <laughs> the, the, the leather. This is the leather, the leather. This with is the, the red daily the paper look. Yeah. That is. This is fucking sick, and it's very like it, it feels very '90s to me. Yeah. That, um, I mean, the leather, that's crazy. The fact that he keeps wearing leather and it's like 100 degrees. Right. But, but he's naked underneath, so. Yeah. Beauty, beauty is pain. But <laughs> he keeps it. I'm liking his, like, thir he's really, like, leaning into the thirst trap mm -hmm. in this era that he's in at the moment. And I'm into it. I feel like he's getting the attention that he deserves with this. And, like, all the jewelry. I loved that he was, like, trying to piss off the FIA. He mm -hmm. was so good at it. Seb with the underwear, not sure. What right. do you think about that as a fashion choice? I oh, yeah. underwear. I like. No, I want you to. I want you to look at this really critically <laughs> as a fashion choice. The underwear over the coveralls. The like puma, the like <laughs> cotton puma underwear that looks like dirty. Like it looks uh, like it's like it looks. Uh, stained. Looks like yeah. Looks like it's got some skin. I also marks, just probably. like want him to get a haircut so bad. Like, why mm. won't he get a haircut? Because but it took him so like long to grow that new hair. <laughs> so he fucking plugged that shit. <laughs> He's in his rebellious, like, you know, yeah, I might be at Aston Martin, but I'm going to look like I just, you picked me up off of the street. Straight up off the street. Straight this, up off Kurt the street. Kurt Cobain. This would have been like, like, Lewis could have made a statement and come out with like his under like underwear showing or something, and it would have like right. been right. a look. Or like right. there's this old thing of um, Alexander Skarsgård like showed up to something, like the Oscars or something oh, without yeah. pants on, right. and it was yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. hot like a hot thing that he did to try to one up right. Zac Efron or something. Right. And like that could have been a funny statement. Right. But this is just like, uh, I don't know uncomfortable <laughs> i don't know if lewis could have pulled off underwear over the coveralls not over but so? he never he never would have done it he would have yeah like he would have done, done it in cool like a way. clever way yeah he would have done it in a clever yeah. way 
he would have wore like up. really high waisted underwear and then like a low waisted pants or something. Or like, like sheer pants. Right. Like you could see where the that underwear his pants, showing through. Yeah. Like, Sebastian Vettel was never in a million years going to do that. No, but I mean, that's a little bit of what's like special about him is right. that he definitely was like, hmm, this, this is a great idea. Like, love, <laughs> love this concept. I'm going to do he it. And it then he just put minutes. him on. Yeah. And then he walked out like that. Okay. So I have a question, Eliza. You say Lewis has one of the leading, you know, fashion stylists in the world. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in America or whatever. If I had, if I matched. <laughs> if you, if someone if died I and matched, you got a billion dollars. If I, someone died, a, you know, a relative that, you know, lived a very long, healthy life, very happy life. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't we, very we, close we, to we, get, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got yeah. it. But I just want to make you sure. Sh- I want you to, I wanna, it's not a sad story. It's a happy story. I didn't mm-hmm. really know that. You guys celebrated We're, at the funeral. You had like. We celebrated, you know. They left yeah. me a lot of money. I, I get a stylist who dress, who gets to dress me now. Don't I immediately become Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> no. No. Again, again, you Poor have to be club. able to wear the clothes. You have to be able to wear the clothes. Listen, That's a great uh, question. But would you say a great stylist, Eliza, understands the clothes that, like, like, w- w- like looks at a Esteban Ocon and is like, I know the clothes that you, that you would look the best not only would aesthetically look the best in, but feel the best in. Yeah, I mean, that's like the job part of it. But obviously, right. Lewis and Law have worked together for a long time. Right, they have a working relationship. Like, they, they they're coming up with like a narrative for his style. Like, right. all of these looks were pre-planned and, and like chosen for what he's trying to say right now about his career and like who he is. Really? There's that much... There's yeah. like that much thought. Yeah. When it comes like to someone like dope. that, like Law Roach does the full job. So like I don't know. He had one he had one in Miami that looked like he was going to sleep. He looked like I showed it to a friend, it's like he looks like he's in his pajamas. Wait, which what one? Was it? Oh, you know, I know what it is. It was it was like they were all matching it that was, was the other thing on. my friend said. Our mutual friend, who's who's pretty who's fashionable, pretty fashionable. Guy, he's, yeah, he's he was like, he's like, why is he that. always mad? Oh, yeah, but then <laughs> did you see underneath? He was wearing like a white tank top, and it was okay. like then it was like hot. Mm. Mm. It's all about the white. So he's tank wearing tank. like a checkered sort of plaid. It, they look like this very fancy pajamas. You can see the okay. little Dior's. You see, this is like Y two K. This print was very popular on like bags by Paris Paris Hilton would carry in like 2002. So what do we think so 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 what do we think about everything matching? Everything matching. Only some people can pull this off. I think he does a good job of it cuz he like is confident and like right. he can pull stuff off. Not right. everyone could pull this off. Like that's what you're saying too about like if you just not to say you, but like if anyone just went in to get a stylist and like their stylist was like, oh, I'm right. going to put you in like the big buzziest thing right now right. and like put them right. in this. Not everyone could wear this. It would look so bad. Yeah. So, you can so, tell yeah. when someone's it's like it's it, it, it's it's an expanded version of like when <laughs> your friend like gets a new girlfriend who starts buying clothes for him. And then all of a yeah. sudden like, How, like who what, are, are you? you? What are you wearing? And <laughs> this is looks insane. Yeah. Sometimes though, it's like on point. Like we have a friend who recently started dating 
and he's never cared about what he wears ever in his entire life. And now he's and this girl this girl's been buying clothes from him and I'm like, You're looking Hey, you're, you're hot. Fresh. What happened? Fresh. <laughs> yeah. And it's you know, someone knows how to dress, you know. Yeah, you because gotta, she knows she knows the limits of the car. Exactly. You gotta she put in those warm up laps. You can't she, just go in, zero yeah. you can't go to zero to hundred. You gotta work your way up. And maybe right. that's what you're saying, Pierre Gasly's like maybe on his yeah, journey. So he's so, so in terms of overall overarching, like if you had to say of of the of the drivers who I mean, the boilerplate is that like they don't really have great style, but like who um, do you think like has a good sense of of what he's wearing? I mean, like going against like outside of Lewis, outside of the yeah. the big ones that we talked about, like right. Joe Guanyu, Pierre, like outside of them, I love. This is crazy. I love like Leclerc's ability to wear the craziest things and like just do it. Like uh-huh, he has this pair right. of like wa- pants that have little wine glasses on them, and you're like, "What is this? Like, <laughs> what? who picked this out for you? It's not Charlotte, you know? She didn't pick it out." Right. But he just like wears it and he loves it with like a bandana on and like his glasses or something. And you're like, "This is crazy. Who put he this together?" He wears bold. He wears like bold items. Yes, and then like a hoodie. He, right. Like always, he like, like or a, he has the, yeah. these like Dior news paper print pants and you're like <laughs> so who picked this out for you i guess my question is is he kind of just like hot that <laughs> it's like if he actually right. decided to tr- like everybody else is driving in an f1 car and he is in a fucking stealth bomber mm-hmm. that he's just choosing not to really fly because he's so fucking hot and he's so hot. He's so hot. Like, we were like, we were like, who would play Charles Leclerc in a movie? And my friend was like, Timothy Chalamet. And we we're like, not hot no. enough. Not hot enough. He has like, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is like too edgy. He's like, right. so just like a little right. like chiseled. There, there isn't a Hollywood version of him. He is the Hollywood version of him. Yeah. Well, you know what it is. There's a difference, and I've said this. It gives me hope. But um, you know, it's like there's there's um, like actors. If actors are too symmetrical, like it almost doesn't work, mm-hmm. because the, it's like you have to be able to like latch on to something. Yeah. So like a lot of actors are like actually like I saw this thing of it was like it's the guy Jacob Elordi who's on Euphoria. Right, right, right. And right. someone like took his face. I've said this to Matt before, but they, they, someone like on TikTok like took his face and technically made it symmetrical. Yeah. And then like he looked. I was like, that's still like that's a very like hot dude but then they when they went back to his face you realize how like actually kind of like not symmetrical his face is yeah right and like you kind of need a little bit of it's like like, more interesting to look at if you're like if you're just looking at like a pretty person you're like okay i've seen a lot of you my girlfriend describes it as as you look like you've just been punched in the face a bunch of times and that's how she describes me which i'm taking as a compliment <laughs> i mean like, people loved like owen wilson's little nose thing right, right. Like, his fucked up nose yeah it's, it's like, endearing that's, yeah so you're saying charlotte claire is too hot to be relatable maybe his weird style is <laughs> yes, what's relatable yes. about him. charlotte claire is too hot to be relatable with his face, but then he needs to be, face. like, messy. That's why he's, like, right. like you see him on Twitch, and you're, like, oh, my God, you look so much, like, you look even hotter. Or, like, after you're, he's in the car, and he's all, like, sweaty right. and tired and has, like, mask lines. Right, and right, you're, like, right. okay, you look so much hotter than you do when you're just, like, riding your little bike 
right. the track in like your polo and your skinny jeans like right because that's not that endearing unless he's winking at you or something it's almost to the it's almost to the same point of the like the ov- why the oversized thing is in because there's almost like there's there it's about the imp- it's like about it's it's not about the clean lines it's about the imperfections that make fashion move yes. it's like brad pitt it's like how brad pitt's always eating and like doing like gross things yeah he needs something kind of, ug- like, like to ugly yeah not- he yeah, needs to ugly right. up to, to, because right. he's because he's too he's, hot. he's that yeah. hot or right, like everyone exactly. like i feel like guys often will be like timothy chalam is ugly i don't understand why you like him but then like every girl thinks he's so hot because he's right. just like interesting to look at like his face looks like he's like from a statue or something right like it, it's it's something to look at it's an art you know, it's art, mm. as has been this podcast. Wait, uh, wait, one more thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uniforms. Any thoughts like like on, on who's the crushing it in terms of if you had to pick like um, in terms of who's crushing it in terms of like car livery and uniforms and like race suits. Yes. Who would be your, like your top top three? Ferrari has the best car, I would okay. say. Yeah. Then maybe Aston, yeah. but I don't like the race suits on Aston really at all. I feel like Alpha Tauri race suits are like the white looks nice. Mm-hmm. Like it makes them look good. Mm-hmm. Red Bull, their cart, they need to change it. Meh. It's like, Meh. I'm so bored. Yeah. The, the Japanese is so one was tight. The the white white yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the white, white was, that was tight. so cool. So sick. And the, they yeah. wore white that day and it looked yes. way cooler looked amazing yes. yeah uh mercedes i like the silver car i think it looks sick but a lot of people what about like the it. what about the blacks what about the black uh uniform and i merch? felt bad that they had to wear the black uniform it's so hot right like you're in that car but we're like talking about degrees. style we're talking well, about fashion but style should be like functional too you know that's a good damn point we're living good in right. a functional facing point. fashion time for the most okay. part, other than those really tall shoes. But that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying for 31 years. And then in terms of um, merch, in terms of F1 merch, any any thoughts? I mean, Ferrari is always going to have the best merch, I think, especially like, if Why? You, like Why? before and now. Like <laughs> if you look back and you want to get like cool merch, like I'm going to mm-hmm. Montreal the grand prix and i'm trying to get like a bunch of vintage merch yeah and ferrari has the best like old and mclaren i wish mclaren would go back to the red and white livery and the red and yes. white merch and the red and white everything because it's just like cooler but i guess they can't really because right. like marlboro <laughs> they're like right not right a right but well, that's marlboro like whenever was you the s- best was the best but when, you, the when best. you see the marlboro i mean like when someone's rocking a vintage it's sick. like racing suit with marlboro on it you're like that is so fucking fun yeah that comes back to the number yeah. one racing style guy is Ayrton senna and if everyone dressed mm. like i feel like signs has the most opportunity to like emulate the style of senna like he's got that like mallorca the polo like polo stuff Quaffed hair vibe, right? Like, old money look, right? Like if he just started wearing like a little cute vintage cap and like a button down tucked into like some vintage jeans, he would be mm. like, in my mind, like top style more than unbutton Lewis. That, mm. Unbutton that polo and let the fucking the, hair the grow. hair yeah let the let chest hair grow. Burrow. Why are you waxing it? 
Why are you waxing it? Give it makes them go faster. <laughs> it's yeah. like the swimmers. You right. think of like college swimmers and they all wax. Okay, so Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari has the best merch. Hate to hear that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys hate Ferrari. I don't understand. <laughs> well, they're the, Trump, they're, 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 they're the establishment. We're here. We're, we're here ruffling feathers. Oh, yeah. Okay. They get 90 million Charles. for showing up. So then we who's your number one? Mm. Who's rifling be... feathers? Aston. <laughs> Well, I mean, Red Bull was like the kind of they've been the like, you know, they've been yeah, the they like to the think that they are. They like to, yeah, yeah, but they're they're the established. Christian's like, we're an energy drink. <laughs> we love we love we love Gunther Steiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right. we're big we're a big Haas team. We're big Haas. We we stand for Haas. I have a, I have a, I had a recent. I just had a thought. If you had to like beef up, if you had like you know like here's how I would dress like this type this driver like if you had to like because like let's take max verstappen as like one of the arguably worst dressed formula one drivers. no he is the worst he's, he's the worst <laughs> he's wearing he only wears the skinny jeans he only wears the polos i like, like send pictures of his little skinny legs with the phone he wear he has two phones they're both of them <laughs> yeah like how would you what would you put him in where would you start him in like what would be the starter package for working with max i feel like any one starter package there's like a capsule wardrobe you can build it's like okay. a good box of white t-shirts that are just like straight fit and mm -hmm. fit him not like tight right a pair of 501s like a pair of khakis like just like they don't even have to be nice i mean like yeah I'd rather him dress in like Jill Sander, but he doesn't have to. He could just wear like <laughs> Dockers, like whatever. Right. A pair of trousers, navy trousers to go with his Red Bull stuff. That would be nice. I like, not so much on Max, cause he has like, I don't, I don't think he could pull it off, but like signs with like a little short short, like a little vintage short short would be cute on him with his little <laughs> Ferrari shirt. Yep. You know, instead of the cargo shorts, they they love long like cargo vibes. Eighth shorts. grader, eighth grader pants. The Daniel, the Daniel Ricardo wears rocks the short yeah. shorts. That's what uh, as as Michaela, aka she loves F one, says it's the Daniel effect. She's he's rocks the short shorts. And his tattoos show. The over he's got the he's, yeah, got, he's got the, the Harry thigh Styles tattoos. thigh tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. which Harry I Styles, you could you could emulate him because he wears the short shorts. Right. And it looks good. But 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 Max couldn't emulate no, Harry. I, no. <laughs> that would, you, you, like Daniel maybe, maybe Carlos, but like Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Max Max not Max. But I feel like even just like a blazer, like a, uh -huh. a sport coat and some like jeans and a white tee would be great. And what about like for like a Charles? Like cuz I feel like Charles is like the ceiling so high. He's like, like very be, European. I feel like yeah. when there's some times where he steps it up and he'll wear like a turtleneck with like ca little khaki, like suit pants and his glasses. Uh -huh. his and he glasses. just like looks so cute. And you're like, oh, look at you. You grew up. Right. Or he wears like, he'll wear like a sport coat and like just a button down shirt, like nice and open and casual, like pair of trousers. Right. He looks nice. So like right. always just like a sweater. He, he gives kind of like hot dad he could dress mm -hmm. like hot dad vibe right 
It's clean cut though. It's yeah, like, very it's clean. Clean cut. Yeah. Um, he's very like Monaco, European right. vibe, but like doesn't have to be the skinny jeans. Seems like he's trying to be like like pose as like an intellectually like artsy guy. Too. Yeah. With his like piano he plays playing. the piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But that's like, I feel like who he is. I feel like he's like a soft boy in real mm. life, which like obviously if you look at his captions on anything, you can tell that he's a soft boy. But like then he's trying to play this really hard. Like I'm a leasing driver. <laughs> right. right, like, right. But I'm going to go home and like play piano and like <laughs> cook dinner for my, like, you know, that he does all that kind of stuff. He like right, right. has a little farm or something that he likes to garden in or something <laughs> just an absolute like pinterest, <laughs> He's a pinterest <laughs> i bet he has a pinterest account someone needs Let's to hack in we, and find his private can. pinterest account and it's just like full of boards like wedding vibes wedding inspo mm-hmm. and like gardening we can only hope he is in there you guys you're good at tech get in there yeah, yeah, we've got. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. My, my, my. I think my, my, my buddy was was with him in Miami this weekend. Um, so Fuck. we'll we'll send that along. We'll send those, we'll send that along, and um, okay. I mean, so if I took anything from this, it was that skinny jeans. Throw your skinny jeans into the trash yeah. and light them on fire. Get yourself a pair of five hundred ones, and. Uh, and uh, wear Prada. And wear and Prada. Wear Prada. <laughs> Just yeah. Hey listeners, wear Prada. Prada. Wear Prada. And and if you can and it gets if you can wear Prada, you can give five dollars to our Patreon. Um, when we have one, we'll be doing which we don't yet, but we will at some. That's point. a good plug. At some point. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much I, for yeah. coming on the pod. This was very informative. I'm. I don't think i have any skinny jeans but i have a couple that i'm like they've been cussed but i'm like i'm about to throw them in the trash right now gen z is um, very mean about the skinny jeans so i feel like it's good to <laughs> run away from that it's chuggy it's chuggy to yeah. wear skinny jeans yeah that um, makes me want to have them just i mean to, just i to think get into a confrontation here's the thing you could hold you on to them z. they're gonna come back mm. maybe that's why because they're all gen z they were never but built no. for matt and i we no, have we no. got we, we, we got too thick, thick. we're too we thick, thick for legs. that yeah. No, no, we're we're acting like like yeah, no more skinny jeans, but we're fucking. You're begging. Boys. You're yeah, excited yeah, yeah. about it. It never yeah. worked for us. So it I'm, never. We're, we're it happy didn't work it for go. me in high school. Right. They're not comfortable. I was a five hundred one guy in high school. Right. See. I I need a little bit of a Head relaxed of the curve, baby. fit. Straight, straight to relaxed. <laughs> did you get? Did you get like the? Did you buy new five hundred ones and then now they're like vintage? That's a good way to go about it. Then you don't have to mm. ba- pay for the vintage ones. You just wear them. Yeah, so but I was a they're... 31 or a 32 waist, and now I'm a 33. So hmm. maybe they yeah. stretch a little bit. No. Eliza, they're gone. But you drop it. Um, well, where can people find you? And uh, if 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 you want such, if you want such, if you want such, such attention, I such mean, a thing. love, love, love it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Eliza Grace Huber, and you can read my pieces on Who at Wear. Boom! Thank you so much. We are a fucking fashion podcast. As you know, what we like to say on this podcast is we say goodbye, Vangas. Goodbye, Vangas. Goodbye, Vangas.
<laughs> Throw out your skinny jeans. Toss them. Burn them. Burn them. Your assignment is to use the phrase dopamine dressing in your next conversation and then tag me on Twitter with the example, how you did it, at the red flags F1. You know it. You love it. Follow me there. Um, up next, we have our second and final interview. And this interview was actually with our first professional driver guest. And she's a badass. Here's our interview with McLaren development driver and Le Mans hopeful Katie Milner. Enjoy, Vankas. What's up, Vankas? Matt, I think we just—I think we just harmonized just, on the pod. No, I think we just harmonized. harmonized. Yeah, we harmonized. It I made like it we, work. It sounded like we broke. We, okay. No, we def- it definitely wasn't good for for most of it, but there was a couple seconds there where I made it fucking happen. And um, you made it happen. You yeah, made it I made happen. it happen. Yeah, I made it happen. It was a team effort, but mostly you. Okay, got listen, it. this got isn't. It? Cool. We're not racing through the desert. You're not my teammate right now. We're not in the same car together. You giving me notes, which I was talking with Jenny before, that if we were gonna do that, if we were gonna race through the fucking desert, we we're gonna do a long term. I think, yeah, like intense rally race, and one of us had to be the driver, and the other one had to have the fucking notebook telling you where to go. There's no way on earth you could ever have the notebook giving directions. It would have to be me, even though I think I'd be better at both jobs. (laughs) Now, listen, Matt, we have a very, very special guest on the pod. We have our first – listen, we've been doing this stupid little podcast for almost a year now, and we've been talking to people who who think they know what they're talking about, and we think we know what we're talking about. But, but today, we're going to be talking to someone who actually knows what it's like to be in a competitive race car. Done the damn thing. Who's She's actually done, done the, damn, the thing. damn thing. Okay? Okay? And so we're going to just like we're going to just pick her brain and 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 to hopefully live vicariously through her lived experience of what it's like to actually be behind a, a car going more than 40 miles an hour, because that's that's the that's my top speed. This is as close as it's going to be to doing the get out thing where you fucking take their eyes and fucking put it in your head and right. live through them. That's what we're doing with Katie Milner. <laughs> so we have Katie Milner on the podcast today. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Now, Katie, uh, we've done I've I've done some research. I've, I've I've watched some interviews with you, and and from from what I've read, you've been driving since you were like very little. You've been driving since you were like five or six years old, right? Yeah. So um, my mum and dad have a little bit of land, and my dad's a rally driver, so. Uh, I've got two older sisters, which both decided to um, have horses and kind of go that that way with their sport. And then I was the last one, and my dad was like, "Come on, you have to go racing like I did." Um, so yeah, literally, I couldn't even reach the pedals when I started driving. My dad literally put these massive wooden blocks um, and loads <laughs> of padding and everything, so I could literally, um, you know, do clutch control and all sorts. I used to slide myself down the seat clutch control and then slide myself back up and just stay around the yard and yeah I must have been five or six when that when that started and we had field buggies and you know just old kind of banger you know old cars and that kind of thing 
Um, and right. then he finally started um, putting me in a race car when I was 12. Gotcha, gotcha. Hmm. So, so, and your dad, your dad's a, he's he's uh, he's a rally car driver. It, 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 is, is it right that he's he he's won the British Rally, right? Yeah, he won twice, twice, right? Yeah, he's a two-time British Rally champion. Now, um, we're getting we know a bit about rally, but we're still kind of like newish to it. Now, we were talking in the in, in the intro about like there's someone in the seat and there's someone there, there there's is that rally? Is that all rally, or is is if your dad in that car alone, or is there someone in the in the in like the the, the passenger seat next to him? Yeah, there's always a, a they're called a co-driver. So yeah, um, on a kind of like forest rally, there'll be what's called a recce. Um, usually like on the Thursday of the event, where they'll drive around and they'll make notes, and then in the actual rally, the co-driver will just be kind of reeling off all these notes and kind of telling dad where the road ahead's going and how far the distance is and how many degrees and like the corner is and that kind of thing so there's a lot of prep that goes into it right so it's almost like a caddy like a like like a really like a caddy that's going really fast and he's got well, it's a caddy that you trust with your with your literal safety (laughs) in life (laughs) is is that is if is the person who was in the the seat with your dad was it one person or did he have like multiple people? Is that person is that like person like a godparent to you or is like what's the relationship between the like driver and and their coach? Um, you can you can literally have anyone I think, but my dad okay. just had um kind of friends or people that he knew that had co-driving experience um previously because that was a big thing. I mean, I co-drove for my dad uh, three or four years ago now. And it was honestly one of the most scariest things I've ever done. And you've got to be a special type of person to sit there while someone's driving at, you know, 100 miles an hour through chicanes and all sorts. And you're literally just looking down at notes and reading and you're trusting this person to drive you around at these sorts of speeds. You co-drove for your dad? That's crazy. (laughs) My dad won't trust me with the Chinese food order. If I fuck that up, dinner is ruined. Christmas dinner is ruined. How did you take that on? Like, what the fuck? Was that really stressful? Yeah, it was quite funny because the like the week leading up, I was like, oh my god, how am I going to do this? I'm going to feel sick. I'm going to get it wrong. You know, we're going to crash. We're going to this or that. And um, after the first stage, I um, I said to Dad, you know, well, my notes okay? Like, do I need to be faster? Do I need to be slower? Do I need to say my words a different way? And um, he looked at me and he went, the intercom's not working. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? So I was like, so I don't know if I'm doing it right or not, but at least you knew where you were going. <laughs> so he didn't. So he didn't get any of your notes? Not for the first stage. It was like eight stages. Okay, oh. Um, okay. And yeah, we got it sorted after that. So, <laughs> oh my God. well, that must have made you feel a little bit easier that you were like, all right, well, he didn't even, like he we are here, we you know survived, survived. and he couldn't <laughs> even hear what I was up. saying. So now, yeah. how great yeah. are we going to be when he can actually like get my instructions? Yeah, well, yeah, but well, then we got it working and everything was fine, and yeah, it's great fun. So, I, I 
looking at your career, I feel like you've done so many different kinds. I feel like you're 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 a jack of all trades in terms <laughs> when it comes to driving. You can drive on like all the different kind of conditions that you've you've won series and 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 and, and races and like all different kinds of things. Do you have a do you have a personal favorite? What's your kind of like uh What's your favorite type of track, type of racing? Like what, 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 if you had to, your pick of the litter, what would you choose? I've kind of come through it all, to be honest, because I wanted to go rallying like my dad did. And um, so I started in like a, a dirt kind of oval racing and then progressed into circuit racing, whereas I really wanted to go to rallycross and then go rallying. Um, so I kind of learned to drive by driving sideways and, uh, you know, on the handbrake and all that kind of jazz and then um I kind of sidestepped into circuit racing and then I'm on tarmac and it's all about being smooth and racing lines and you're actually then on a track with people that you're racing and I think like the the two completely different types of driving um I do like going sideways um and you know drifting and doing donuts and all that sort of stuff it's great fun but I think you know I do really enjoy the racing and the you know the the GT side of things where it's all about strategy and managing tires and fuel and all that kind of thing. So yeah, I think I sway more towards the the circuit racing. And you get to see your opponent, right? Yeah, you can see your opponent as opposed to it being a clock. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Be something to that. You're now with McLaren. How long have have you been with them, and what? How did that partnership kind of like? happen and and what what what's your time been like since you've been um, working with McLaren so I've been with McLaren for two years um so we raced last year in the British GT championship um so that was seven seven race weekends and uh, Jones racing and I shared the the car with my teammates so we like swapped halfway through the race and the other one kind of carried on um yeah the McLaren kind of came about through um the championship I was racing in previously um which was circuit racing but it was sprint racing rather than endurance so just me in the car um 15 20 minute races um and they actually supported british gt so kind of they were there racing themselves and overlooking the support championships and kind of picked me out um and then i got invited to a two-day shootout which um we were driving um kind of a quality simulator where we went on new tires and an endurance race uh, stints. And we, it was like consistency run for half an hour. We had fitness tests, media tests, all sorts. Um, and then I think it was two or three weeks later, got a phone call to say that they'd like to have me on board, um, which was absolutely crazy. Um, and then unfortunately COVID hit and we couldn't go racing. So it then kind of got deferred for a year, but it was amazing because we still had access to so much training um, over the year. So we had a year of training and then a year of racing, which was was really good. So, so what does a media test look like? <laughs> Pretty much an interview. Yeah, so we sat down in um, literally the, the truck. So um, if you've ever seen kind of race lorries before, the back of it's normally where the car goes and all the parts and then in the front there's like a, a proper office space um so I literally sat in an office with i think there was three or four people from mclaren and they just asked me loads of questions you know where i want to be in however many years and how you know i would represent the brand and all those kind of really scary questions 
um and they just kind of saw how I reacted and what my answers were and and it wasn't just that they were kind of assessing us all the time you know we were there for two days but we weren't always driving or in assessments um so it's like how we spoke to people and introduced ourselves and you kind of got to be the whole uh, package right see if I was doing those tests I'd be like okay so we just did a 30 second pit stop for you go like how are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna throw your whole team under the bus like are you gonna do like a Lewis Hamilton being like wasn't my fault you know we gotta do better as a team you know the car just wasn't there or are you gonna be like you know but that's also a way to do it i suppose mclaren uh so yeah because it's really tough where they like because i don't know if you ever play the f1 game you ever play the f1 game katie not really no it's like no i don't do your i don't do your childish shit okay i might be te- i might be i might be 10 years younger than both of you but i am so much more mature i don't play your stupid no because what they game. do is they 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 say like okay like they, they ask you a question and they'll say like, hey, so you didn't get the results you wanted today. And you could be like, yeah, you know, tough day for the team, but we'll bounce back. Or you could be like, yeah, the aero department really needs to step it up. Like you can like <laughs> it makes you it, it gives right. you choices of like like and there's clearly like the diplomatic answer <laughs> and the, you know, meaner answer. Right. That's what I was hoping they did. But clearly, they didn't do that. Anyway. <laughs> that's what I wanted. Yeah. Actually, can we back that up and you give give that answer again and you say that that's what they do? <laughs> just do that again? What are some of the highlights? That, that's that got to be one. What are your favorite, like, yeah, like in terms of, yeah. in terms of when you think about your career, are there any particular, like, races that stick out or championships or, or, or series? Like, if you... In terms of also, like, I think your development as a driver, like, where, yeah. you know, like, do you feel like, you know, this is where, like, during this series, like, this is when I took, like, a huge step in terms of, like, um, improving my skills, improving my, like, my understanding and, and knowing my limits. Like, what, what sticks out to you when you think back on, like, your 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 time as a competitive racer? So, in, um, I think it was 2016, I became the first female to win a junior uh, championship. Uh, for circuit racing um and i didn't just win the championship but i um qual- was the first girl to qualify on pole in qualifying first girl to win a race in the championship um i kind of lap records and all sorts and that year was just absolutely like outstanding um and the final race of the year which was at silverstone um i started 10th and I basically just had to beat this one guy. Um, I just had to finish ahead of him and I would win the yeah. championship. And I think he started fifth or something like that. Um, yeah. And I've never been in such a headspace where I've just absolutely concentrated so much on every single second, you know, driving the car. Um, and I didn't just beat this person. I won the race from 10th. And just that feeling of you know, overtaking this guy, then literally won the race on the last corner because someone locked up, went wide, and I, you know, got up the inside. And I just remember all my my family were all there. 
um, a lot of my friends and they were literally just hanging over the pit wall, you know, cheering me on. And now um, there's just literally no other feeling like winning a championship. It's mm. just such a surreal, you know, feeling. And it goes on for ages as well because you have all your awards dinners afterwards. And, you know, when, right. when I went up to get my award, um, I was the only female champion and, uh, you know, across the board of kind of 30 different championships and kind of like the amount of people that made a noise and clapped and got up and that kind of thing you know no one else got that reaction and um it, that year was massive for me because it real I realized you know I'm, I'm quite good at doing this you know and I really enjoy it and it's something that I I really want to carry on with and and have a career with and um kind of from that moment I sat down with my dad and manager at the time and we kind of made a plan for the next five, ten years of where I want to go, um, which one kind of milestone was was to partner with a manufacturer. So that is amazing. Check that's yeah. That is that it, that's that's I have goosebumps just uh, just yeah. hearing that. I mean, starting from tenth, the guys, the, the person's ahead of you is in fifth. You go and you win the race. That is yeah. epic. That's amazing. So it's interesting. You just had to finish ahead of him, but you decided to to, to go the extra mile and you just beat him, which is sort of something we're seeing with Charles Leclerc. Like it's like like do you do you go for it all? Like what, what were you doing that math? You were just like you're just one track mind. I want to go as fast as I can. If I because if I if I was playing it safe, right? Wouldn't you want to think like I just want to finish ahead of this guy? Yeah. Or were you just thinking like winner go big or go home? Or were you not thinking? You were just driving. I think just the like the headspace that I was in and I was so in tune with the car and I was so used to how it drives and how it reacts to everything and I think you know I just absolutely got the best out of it on the day and in that race and um yeah why settle for for just beating that guy Right you wanted to put an exclamation point on it um Hell which yeah. is what Charles Leclerc tried to do in Imola but he fucking you know he spun so so I want to talk to you really quick about that headspace and like what how do you get into that headspace? Like how do you how do you deal with the pressure and how long is this race? This this particular race that you were in? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes and like of fifteen minutes of just absolute focus, zero margin for error. And you're starting and you're someone's five places ahead of you, you only have fifteen minutes to make up that to make up that, yeah. that gap. That's yeah. like you gotta you don't have a 60 lap race you gotta fucking get it in so like i guess it's kind of like this thing for me where it's like you know you you think don't fuck up it's sort of like don't 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 think about pink elephants right and then what do you think about pink elephants yeah. right. how do you clear your mind how do you just put yourself where it's just like it's just my ass in tune with this car <laughs> let's just let like how do you do that it's just a lot of prep kind of behind the scenes. I mean, spent a lot of last year just literally sitting and meditating and counting and just focusing on the count and nothing else, not thinking about what you're having for tea or what time you're going home or what time you need to get up tomorrow morning, nothing. Just literally focusing on counting to 10 and then starting again and counting to 10. Um, and literally nothing else matters other than that count um huh. or literally just sitting there and thinking of the the best moment that you've had in that I've had in in circuit race and and trying to remember what that feels like um and also like visualizing a lap so you sit there 
literally do the hand movements of, of moving the wheel and the gear changes and the you know your feet with the pedals and um you literally just sit there and visualize a perfect lap hitting all your apexes using all the road um so there's there's so much that goes on behind the scenes and i used to do that every day last year um you know over a season that was eight or nine months long um but just that kind of repeating the same practice every day and then when you jump in the car all you're focusing on is driving um you know and and nothing else surrounding it not what you know your teammate said to you just before you got in the car which annoyed you or you know someone gave you a funny look and you're thinking about that you're literally just in the moment in the zone and what's in and what's in your mind while you're driving just where to brake, <laughs> how to turn, what gear to be in, mm-hmm. how much brake pressure to use, all sorts. And like, especially when you're racing, you've got to think two or three corners ahead because you know if you're kind of right up behind someone wanting to overtake them, you're not just going to overtake them without thinking about it. So you've got to like line an overtake up, think where you're going to go up the inside, or you know get a run on them, and you're just constantly thinking of kind of your next few steps. When you're in the flow, when you're in the thing, like how calming is it? Do you feel like you're, or or is there kind of that always, that always that that sense of tension? It kind of depends how much pressure you feel you're under, because you know if you're going for a championship and you've got to beat someone in that race, the pressure's you're gonna feel a lot more pressure than the first race of the season where you just want to score some points and finish in the top ten or top five. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it really kind of depends on on the pressure element, but it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because you know a lot of people say I don't know how don't know how you're so calm all the time because you know if something went wrong when my dad was rallying he would throw his helmet he would kick the car he would shout he would scream <laughs> all this and if anything ever goes wrong with me I just get out of the car take myself off don't cause a scene literally just sit down and and I'm always kind of at one level um and people are like I don't I don't get how you do it but I think it's just the way that I deal with pressure and it's weird because as soon as the lights go out you you don't feel any kind of nerves or pressure or anything you're just at one with the car to be honest and mm. um it's weird like in GT racing we have a grid walk like like the F1 do and mm. um when I'm sat in the car and people are walking around the car and there's like 10 minutes before the race starts, I'm like so, so nervous. And, um, but as soon as we kind of get the warm up and then do the rolling start, everything just stops. And it's like, right, I've just got to, got to drive now and forget about everything. Do you ever talk to yourself? Like while it's, it's while you're racing, like, oh, I'm going to, Oh, you, ah, you like, cause I, I've, I've started to do that and I've started to do some carding. Little bits yes. here and there, kind of, you know. I mean, it's it's carding, but while I'm in there, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, if I'm closing the door on someone, I'm like, no, you're not getting through. Oh, yeah, you think you're going outside? Like, I'm like, I'm narrating the whole thing. And whenever I hear like, kind of, you know, they put the audio from or you know the the, the radio between the drivers and the and the you know the engineers and in, in, in F1, I'm I'm always shocked that I'm not hearing more just like self talk. Are you talking to yourself while you drive? I, I do it more to kind of, um, like, I don't know what the, like, G myself up almost. Like, uh-huh. if I'm struggling to overtake someone, I'll be like, right, you know, come on, let's get it done. Like, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of you know like psych myself up a little bit um but we have a, a radio back to the pits as well um yeah. so there were there was one race last year which was in the wet and i was really struggling to get past this driver which was a pro and like five laps in i was still stuck behind him i tried everything i could he even like had me on the grass trying to get around him all sorts and um my team came on the radio and said you need to get past this guy and i went i'm trying <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just sat behind him like he keeps putting me on the grass this and that and um they said they came back and said just do whatever you need to do to get past him and literally a couple of corners later because that psyched me up a little bit i managed mm-hmm. to get just you know a little bit of contact but nothing you know nothing that racing normally is Nothing, just an incident on the race. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a sound. I knew that was coming. I knew. I saw your hand go, and I was like, I know exactly <laughs> what the fuck he was going with. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, that's what it is. Now, in in terms of like the setup, or or in terms of that kind of stuff, like what would be something that you would have wanted that would have suited your style? Is it is it the placement of like the rear wing? Is it the balance? Is yeah. it like the weight distribution? Like when you think about it's like pimp my ride, it's pimp yeah, my ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z exhibits, exhibits, yeah. Z exhibit shows up. MTV shows up, you're way too young for this. And he's like, Yo, I'm about to pimp your ride, Katie. And he's like, you can have any setup you want. What is that setup? Well, our, the championship I was in last year, they restricted certain things. So we like we had to have a certain ride hype and a certain way and, um, you know, certain damper settings and, you know, all sorts. So... We couldn't really play around with too much, um, but I personally preferred a more understeery car. So understeery means less responsive steering wheel, probably, right? It means like the front, the front pushes. Explain that to our listeners who are idiots. <laughs> not We're like front totally. pushes. So if you carry too much speed into a corner. Um, yeah. the the tires are going to push away from the apex so that so the curb where your apex is, whereas oversteer right. is when the rear loses grip. So basically, understeer, right. the front tires are losing grip, the oversteer, the rear tires are losing grip. Mm. Okay, okay, hey Matt, I think we've hey, I think we've learned something today because that <laughs> yes. you, we hear those terms all the time. And I think I, <laughs> yeah. in general, under I feel like I've been like an oversteer means if I turn right, it really turns right like too much which is basically that what that the rear of the car kind of comes out from under you is that would that be the stupid version that was that was what i thought beforehand yeah so yeah it's, right. you, you're more likely to spin with more oversteer gotcha katie you competed on an all-female team in the 24-hour races at silverstone so what is it racing 24 hours can you just tell me what that's all about because i i drove from maine to california in uh two and a half days and it was there was a lot of fucking uh vivance and adderall involved and um i just want to know what you're doing 
to make that happen. The most fun you'll ever have, but also the weirdest thing because so we had four drivers. I was one of four, and we did three hour stints each. Um, so basically, we do our stint. We could then go and sleep for six hours or do whatever we wanted, eat, you know, go, you know, do whatever you want for six hours. But then the last three hours where um, the driver before you was in the car, you would have to be in the garage suited, booted, ready to go um, just in case of safety cars or any kind of situation on a track or, you know, if we got a country, for example, and we had to pit and we may as well do a driver change at the same time. So, um I started the race um, and I qualified the car um, 11th, I think, on the grid out of 150 cars. Um, out of how many? 100 and, uh, 110, sorry. 110 cars. 110 cars? Yeah. On the 11th? Wait. Yeah. And that's unreal. But, but <laughs> on, 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 okay, wait. And the Silverstone track, like the, like where with cops. Sorry, corner. we only care about we only care about fucking results. Listen, I understand that 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 fucking Katie's a G. I get it. That, that that's not. I'm not shocked by by Katie. You better put, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, shocked yeah, by yeah, Katie pulling in those killer qualifying results. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm shocked that there's a hundred plus cars on that track. Is that? I mean, that just seems like it would just be like the West Side Highway at rush hour. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, there's, it's quite funny actually there's a picture of the so we did a rolling start so basically everyone's kind of two by two uh, rolling starts and when the lights go out you just put your foot down and, and that's it the race has started and um, there's a, a picture of everyone starting and um, the lights have gone out and everyone's on the grid all nicely lined up and then there's me all the way over to the left just starting to come around the outside of everyone and everyone else is in like lovely formation all together and um, I'm just like, right, race has started. I'm going to overtake that five view into turn one. Um, and, yeah, started the race. Oh, get out the way. <laughs> get out the way. Get out the way. Can you play? Wait, here's a question. You're going for three hours. Can you play music? Yeah. Oh, really? oh shit. What's your three-hour <laughs> playlist? Yeah, what's on your playlist? I just had the radio on because I thought, music like a good station they're gonna play good music anyway and there's a bit of talking so it's gonna keep me entertained um so yeah wow. I, I just had a radio station on so you're just driving listening to commercials yeah pretty much it's like this 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 race brought to you by mother's polish <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i want you to be like calling in being like hey i'm at 24 hours of silverstone right now and i'm just loving your show yeah. i'm actually racing yeah, can we get some Drake though? That I'm, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to get it popping. I'm just trying to get it going. If you had to choose, if you were like, I got, I've got, uh, you know, two laps. I I need the like the ultimate pump up song while I while I kind of hit these apexes and pass these motherfuckers. What would it be? Oh, I don't know. It has to be like a really happy hits kind of song. Okay. Just to like. Is it know. happy? Wait, so you're like, you're like. <laughs> Because Are you I'm the happy, happy along with you. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can like have a little boogie too as well. <laughs> yeah, you got While you down the straight. So, and I think I I heard that uh, in in another interview you were talking about how you were also partly responsible for the organization of this of this uh, race that you did, right? Yeah. So my dad built the car um, with 
another of the girl uh, the drivers uh, dad they built it together and we actually competed in two three-hour races uh, just a couple of weeks before um and we finished second in both races and then we thought right well the 24 hours coming up next month um let's go for it let's try and find another two girls to to join the team and and we'll do it as a four so we um had a test day at silverstone we got three or four girls i think it was down and then picked two of them to join us in the 24-hour race and um yeah we were we i did the first three-hour stint then passed over to one of the other girls um i think by the time i then got back in the car i think i got back in about 1 a.m did my stint um i think the sun was just starting to come up as i kind of finished then i went to bed for for like four or five hours um i think when when i came in we were in kind of 15th or something like that um and when i woke up we were running third and it was the most weird thing because i was like well i've just been asleep and we've some like <laughs> magically gained 12 places um, so then you rush, get ready, get out of the motorhome, go see what's happened. Um, and then I was in for my next stint. And um, then I think a couple of stints after, um, we had a, a puncher. Uh, one of the girls went through the gravel, so we had to come in and sort the bumper out. Um, and then we were running in third. So we were like, this is great. We're on the podium. This, this is fantastic. And then Alice jumped in for the last stint. And um, with 45 minutes to go, we looked over the pit wall and the wheel bearing was like that instead of being like that. And we were like, hmm, that doesn't look great. She made her hand crooked. For all you listeners, <laughs> the hand was straight and then it was crooked. Okay. Um, so, then, yeah. So the car, got, the car was messed up? Yeah. So I think she, she must have hit something or I don't really know what happened but basically Alice. we just had to keep going with the car and we were dropping I think she was about dropping five to ten seconds a lap uh, with with this oh. problem and we were just we just had to nurse it to the end because to come in and change it was like a half an hour job so we just lose all those places I only dropped down to fifth and we finished the race in fifth but it was one of those what could have been we could have been on the podium um and yeah but it was absolutely you know great fun from start to finish um and yeah literally i think when i came in from my stint about four in the morning um the garage next to us had their music on absolutely full blast um everyone's dancing but then the other half of the mechanics in the garage are absolutely fast asleep with this music <laughs> like blaring out but people were just sleeping in the most weird like way that some some people had camp beds some people were sleeping on tires some people just on the floor. Some people were sat up in camp chairs, and it's just like, it, it, yeah, it's just such a great laugh. Is there no cocaine, anything, <laughs> nothing, no stimulants happening? <laughs> no, just a lot of coffee. Are you, you, you Matt, she that, did. Matt, she did the McLaren press day. Okay, she's not. She's not fucking <laughs> taking the bait of that fucking that, that curveball of a question. I'm testing her. I'm, these are this is how this is how McLaren yeah, should have tested. McLaren her. called us and they said we yeah, try to get her to say that everyone's on coke, but they're but yeah, you, you, you do you feel an extra pressure being like like an all female team, or do you just like block that out? Not really. I've never I never wanted to be kind of branded as a women in motorsport, you know, and everyone says a male dominated industry and everything, you know. But you did. But you did seek out 
an all female, you did recruit other women. So that was something that you thought. Yeah, because I, I do want to see a change in more racing, you know, female right. racing drivers coming through and not just racing drivers, but mechanics and engineers and, you know, involved in all kind of areas of motorsport. And it was, you know, a great PR opportunity for sponsors and, and obviously we did so well. So in terms of, you know, you going forward and, 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 and your aspirations for your career, like what are some, what types of things are on your kind of like, are on your bucket list? What kind of stuff uh, would you like to be doing? Where's, where do you hope that your partnership with McLaren goes? Like what's in the, what's on the, on the board for you? Um, the absolute kind of pinnacle for me was, is to make it to Le Mans, you know, hopefully with McLaren, which would be amazing. Um, and no female has ever finished higher than fourth um, in Le Mans 24 hours. So um, I don't just want to, you know, to get there would be an achievement in itself, but I wouldn't just want to settle to be on the podium. I'd want to be the first woman to win um, Le Mans. And, you know, also, you know, if I can stay with McLaren all the way till to kind of the top of the ladder, that would be amazing. Um, but you know, you never, never really know where things are going to lead. The Le Mans race is so fascinating. I mean, you know, the 24-hour race is just so fascinating to me. You know, to bring it into a little bit of, like, the, the, the F, F1 of it all, do you have drivers? Who, do you have, like, any favorites, any people that you kind of, like, I love their, the way that they drive the car, favorite drivers? I know you've talked in, 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 in other interviews that your dad's, like, one of your – you know your favorite driver and, and one of your heroes but anyone that you kind of like look at in the motorsport world and say that you know i love the way that that person drives um kind of in f1 i, I do like to support kind of the british drivers so lando and lewis and i think what lewis has done over the years is absolutely incredible and kind of always admired him as a sports person and how he's handled himself but i think lando now brings a different side and you know, a completely new personality, and I think that's great, and it, you know, attracts a younger audience um, into the sport, and it's, you know, great for McLaren, and, um, but yeah, I, I don't really kind of support anyone, um, I just, you know, love to watch the races, and, you know, quite, quite respect um, when, you know, some of them have had a, a really good drive and come through the field, or, you know, had a, an amazing win. That was another question I was going to have for you. If you had to choose between a weekend where you just have that killer qualifying, you start on pole, you you and you win the race, you're leading, you know, maybe there's some challenges along the way or uh, or if you uh, a a weekend where something goes wrong in qualifying, you start towards the back of the field and you have to make your way through and and you finish uh with a with a win. If you had to choose which 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 would you uh What's more fun to you? Definitely coming through the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's, you, you, you know, if you've had something that's gone wrong in qualifying or, um, you know, I had it um, three, three or four years ago when I was sprint racing and I was absolutely rapid in practice the day before. Um, you know, my dad's there timing everyone else, seeing what they're doing, top of the time sheets and everything. I think, right, this is it. Going into quality on cold tires and I just put the power down a bit too much spun and just parked it in the gravel and that was it qualifying over for me because if you get assistance out the gravel you can't then mm -hmm. carry on 
So it's like the back of the grid. And I knew I had the pace there. And then just that disappointment, you get this fire in your belly. And um, I was actually talking about this race the other day because um, I was at Donington and this one driver came through the field, exactly the same situation, and gained 12 places on lap one. Um, (laughs) When I came through this race, I gained 16 places on lap one. Boom. Damn. From the back. From the back. From the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. I mean, I, I think, you know, last year was really the first year that Matt and I ever, like, watched any, followed any motorsport or anything, and we watched the Formula One season. And, and Lewis, in Brazil Lewis in Brazil was, like, the most thrilling weekend of racing that ever. I mean, you know, watching him do the sprint and then, you know, in that sprint race when he just, like, made up, like, yeah, like five places in the first lap and was just – just taking people down like one by one by one. It was just like unbelievable to watch. It was so fun. They're the best drives. Yeah, I was at karting in uh, Burbank and I was ahead of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I was just dominating these eight-year-old kids. (laughs) Even though they had the fucking weight advantage. Yeah, but you had the pace, baby. You had the pace. I had the pace. So what I did was I just literally slowed down. I stopped. I let my girlfriend and everybody pass me. And then I hit the gas again just to fucking challenge right. myself. I, you know, I didn't want to get complacent. So I know, yeah. Katie, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> what? Anything piss you off that you want to get off your chest <laughs> about motorsport, about about the world, about, you know, anything that piss you off? If you were, if you were queen of mm-hmm. motorsports king whatever you want czar zarina whatever whatever it is you're god of motorsport you could change whatever it is the fuck you want what 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 are you what what are you getting in there and doing i think um obviously it's so expensive to keep climbing Mm -hmm. the ladder and i think a lot of situations um you know people might not have the talent but they might have Look, they might be lucky enough to have parents with businesses that can, you know, fund their child to get better. And I think if anything, you know, some sort of solution to the kids that do have good talent that can't quite afford to keep climbing the ladder. Um, you know, that's one thing that is quite frustrating because, you know, I kind of work with quite a few young drivers that have got some serious talent and um they just you know can't afford i can't quite get the sponsorship to to go any further and um yeah i think that's kind of a big thing that a lot of people think that you know it's 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 kind of money over talent if you like okay so you heard it here first katie milner is calling for the assassination of nicholas latifi <laughs> and that is a direct quote <laughs> A direct quote <laughs> from Katie Milner. We got you on the record. Wow, what a scoop we got. Brian. Nothing, just an incident. On- <laughs> <laughs> okay. If anything happens uh, to Lance Stroll or Nicholas Latifi, don't look at Katie. Not her fault. And and for two and for two um, aspiring carters, 
Matt and I. And, uh, you know, as, as we venture into uh, trying to at least do something in some type of competitive space in karting, any, any like, uh, advice about in terms of, in terms of uh, something to a common mistake that, that you know, first-time early competitive drivers make? Like, what's, what's the, 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 easy, the most common thing that people think they have to do that they don't? A lot of people think they know what they're doing and they don't. Um, so <laughs> so in, invest in some tuition or coaching someone that knows what they're doing because it's amazing how much quicker you'll pro- progress having someone sat next to you like I'm doing at the moment. Um, you know, because uh, a lot of people kind of do a lot of track days and think they know what they're doing. And then, um, you know, it's something that we as coaches have to then take you back to basics and completely start again and by that point you've wasted a load of money on just you know driving around on your own thinking you're doing the right thing so yeah spend a bit of money (laughs) but what happens when you get in a cart and you're just (laughs) destroying everybody else in the field that is also getting in the cart that day and they might be who they might be 12 but they have a huge weight advantage (laughs) <laughs> and you're still and and yet still you beat them doesn't that speak to some sort of doesn't that speak to some sort of natural <laughs> it speaks to that you think you know what you're doing and you're you're the exact she's like she's like i've seen a million of you before think that you got the pace but you don't have the pace baby you ain't got the pace but okay. our but our but our our uh plutos are dominant which is what so we we have this we uh we've been told that we are we're natural born racers for that reason when that that sounds like science science to me okay well katie where can uh where can people find you and where can people follow what um what you're up to and 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 uh what what point are you in the in the season or the upcoming season like where where can people find you just social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. Um, yeah, quite more active on, on, well, active on all of them, to be fair. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not racing this year. I'm just very busy with teaching people how to do it. So um, fingers crossed for next year. I'm working really hard to make sure my bum is in a seat for next year. So, um, yeah, just a lot of meetings, sponsors, coaching everything this year but no race unfortunately all right well, we, well we're, we're pulling we're, for you we're pulling for you we're gonna be following we're gonna be following your journey and uh yeah katie milner at the very least you will be getting videos sent to you from uh certain car, certain very quick carter in glendale <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe if you maybe if you could forward those to the right people <laughs> do, do you think do you think you could forward those to mclaren I don't want to like step on your toes, but you know, you you just talked about maybe opportunities for people who don't Listen, have. To- after she wins Le Mans, after she wins Le Mans, then I'm I'm, I'm I'm I might be 31, but I'm young in racing years. I'm one years old. I have I'm, I am a, a a glob of unmolded clay. Mm. Anyway, That's amazing. Cassie. Just check your email. I'll forward. I'll forward you. You know. Okay, Vegas. <laughs> I hope you fuckers learned something this time. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye, Vengas. Yeah, till next time, Vengas. And now we are a fucking bunch of wankers. <laughs> <laughs>